From Alaska Teen Media Institute, this is Zoom Room, a youth-produced podcast where we zoom into a different theme or topic through interviews and conversations relevant to us, the youth of Alaska. I'm Matt producer Devin Schreckengust, and for this episode, we're going to focus on the music. You just don't worry, yeah. 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 That was Don't Worry by Michelle, one of the founding members of Vitus Collective, a group of young musicians and artists. They came together in 2018 when Michelle was still in high school. In the summer of 2019, they put on a series of shows at the Kincaid Park Bunkers, showcasing the talents of young local musicians. For those shows, they had around 300 people in attendance. Atme producer Cornelius Nelson spoke with Michelle and Huss, another member of the group, to talk about how they came together, the music that inspires them, and what's next for Vitus Collective. Later in the show, we'll hear from Zane Penny, another member of the group and a former Atme producer. But first, here is Michelle and Huss. All right, so hi there. Uh, can please get your names, your ages, and your pronouns? Michelle, 19, he, him. I'm Huss, 20, he, him. What is Vitus Collective and how did it all come together? So basically, um, me and my friend founded Vitus Collective as a clothing, it started off as a clothing company uh, initially, but uh, we had to create our own designs and like find our own supplier of clothing and like the blanks and stuff. And it was kind of getting difficult, you know, as like a sophomore in high school. So um, I started getting into music production like more heavily and seriously. So like I kind of stemmed away from that, but kind of we both kind of decided upon the idea of starting like a multimedia collective uh, because I, we found that there was like a lack of like a space or like an outlet for like the youth to kind of you know show their art and stuff so I asked Zane if he wanted to join and I also um, asked Huss if he wanted to join because I mean I, I knew that he did music as well and I knew him for a long time so and that's how we just started basically. Did you two know each other before Vitus Collective or did you meet through it? So basically I came here, I came to, I came to Alaska in 2009 from Korea and he's like one of the first like people that I met. Like um, we met through like a church summer camp and I just remember he used to like, uh, he used to bully me a little bit, <laughs> you know? That's, that's false. But, 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 you know, it, it, <laughs> I don't know, but I just, like, it seems like I knew him for, like, forever, you know what I mean? Like, we're, we're like brothers, so, mm-hmm. yeah. We're both, we're both immigrants. Like, we moved with our parents here. Yeah, I moved when I was, like, when I was six, and he was, when, when he was, I would be eight, right? Yeah. Yeah. How would you describe the music you make? 
Um, the, for the stuff that I already released, I don't know if you've heard it, but it's like, um, you know, there's like, like Mike, which is just like, you know, I made the beat and I was like, oh, this is kind of, this kind of wavy, you know? So I just like said words, you know what I mean? So I have like, I have songs like that where like Astro Boy, I wanted to collab with, you know, another member of Vitus Collective, St. Dion, who's really talented. So I wanted to collab with him. So I made that song, you know, I have like, hello, which is like, you know, I wanted to put out like this energy of like, you know, using Korean words in a song that shouldn't be Korean at all. I wanted that kind of energy. That's why I made that glass bottles was just like, I've, I made that beat like three years ago and like, I just needed to put it out. Like, cause I just wanted to perform that. There's like a crazy beat switch in it that I want that's like super fun to perform. And, but like the new stuff is like, I don't know, it's different. What about you, Michelle? What is your musical style that you would say? See, like for music, like I kind of take it as, like, I wouldn't call myself a musician really. Like I just, this, this sounds weird, but like, I just know how to make music and I just like making music. Cause like, there's not like a specific pocket where I lie. And I don't really like to do that either. I just kind of like to experiment with a lot of different things. Like for example, like the songs I have that I have out now, like I have an R&B track, like a more electronic track, psychedelic rap, like a regular rap. I don't know. Like, I just really try to expand my horizons. We share this uh, philosophy with art where, you know, as an artist, you do need a specific medium, right? Painters paint, musicians make music or perform whatever, right? There's, there's specific mediums that an artist has to master to consider themselves, you know, useful, right? You know, music for me personally, like as a little kid, I was surrounded by music all, all the time, you know? My dad had guitars just laying around. We always had a piano in the house, you know what I mean? It was like that kind of thing. And I, like, for some reason, I just knew how to play instruments. So that's why, like, you know, I really love just, you know, I love art. I love going to museums and stuff like that. I like new movies. I like everything, You like most things. And like, but music was just the easiest thing for me to articulate myself in my perspective. You know what I mean? So that's like what I'm focusing on right now, trying to like master that medium so I can do bigger things later. Who are the other members of Vitus Collective and how do y'all collaborate? We have me, Huss, Michelle, Zane, Charlie Stockard, um, Maisel, St. Dion, Richie, and we got this new guy, Michael Chen, CEO, uh, CEO of U Trucking, St. Louis. <laughs> but like um, the way we collab is um, like, um, well, for music, I, I'm like, um, I'm like a facilitator in that, in that way, like music, it, it, like I'm, I'm like the finisher. They like send me the project and then work with me to finish, get their vision out. You know what I mean? But basically everyone just like Vitus is like the communication point, you know? Cause it's so much easier to say I'm from this rather than I'm, or to say I'm promoting my collective 
rather than I'm promoting myself. You know, that's just, that's just like such old school thinking, you know, to like name your company, your name, you know, that's like a very outdated way of thinking, I think. And I, I think that's just the beauty of Vitus at the moment to me, you know? That's really awesome. Um, I think it's really cool when people view being creatives as less of a, I have to be the best one and more of a, we should like pool our talent together to make things that we love. You brought up earlier, you grew up around music your entire childhood. Would you both mind uh, touching on how you got involved in making music or where your background and it comes from? Well, for me, I took piano lessons, like starting like in what fourth grade. So like I kind of had like music theory under my belt, I guess. Like that's that was like my starting point, right? And then I played the drums for my church for like ever since like sixth grade. And uh, but the music production came in in the beginning of high school, and it actually I got serious into it after I got a, a FL studio from a uh, from a friend, a mutual friend of Huss's. And that's when we just started. I mean, we have a similar story, me and Huss, of how we came up about like music and stuff. We like started production around the same time. I mean, I, like my story is that like, you know, I'm pretty like, I'm, I don't know any Korean kid, especially immigrant or like second generation that like doesn't know how to play piano or didn't have piano lessons. You know what I mean? I think that's, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's like a blanket thing you can say on like, I don't know if it's all Asians, maybe Koreans, but like, you know, I had that, but I didn't like, I, I don't know. I have this thing about teachers. I lost like my trust for teachers a long time ago. So like I couldn't do the piano lesson thing. So I would just like steal the books and like, <laughs> you know, learn it that way. But I always had a guitar in the house, you know, like my main thing is like guitar. I play guitar. I play bass guitar. You know what I mean? That's like my main thing. But like um, the way I started on like bass guitar for playing for my church was like I was just sitting there and like the older guys were like, hey, come hold the guitar. He has to, he's like going to the bathroom. Right. And I just started playing. It and then and then from then on, every single week, I was the bass player. That was literally the story. <laughs> they were he was like can you hold it i was like okay and i just yeah that was it and then you know i think a lot of music producers they start on like garage band on your phone right on the iphone that's how i oh, started yeah. we made we made like a lot of <laughs> we made like a lot of like joke we made like two joke mixtapes just to laugh at you know but like you know that's where you really build chemistry is like just making the art for fun you know and that's where it started and then our friend gave us a pirated version of FL. And then that's it, you know? You just keep working and yeah. You've got all these artists in the collective. How do you as a group get everyone's music to the public? How do you work out like your, I guess, like releasing schedule or features, stuff like that? What's the process? We all talk about it. We all plan it out, yeah. If like, you have for music, example, you just yeah. release it. It's, it's like pretty simple. Yeah. You know, like Zane, 
his first release, he made it. We were like, this is good. And then he said, I'm going to release it. And then we said, okay. <laughs> it's like, we don't, because the thing is, we're not like that big of a collective. We have like four musicians, you know, like four artists, like title artists that have their own like music under their name. So it's like, you know, and yeah, it's, it's pretty simple. We do it like, we do it like, you know, like how you'd imagine it. So you it's less of like upload a, it. <laughs> it's less of like a boardroom meeting, more of like a hey, I uploaded this to the server or to like the to the drive. Check it out if you think it's exactly. good to go. Let me exactly. drop it. Exactly. Yeah. It's more of like a group chat than like a formal meeting. It's literally yeah. a group yeah. chat. It's actually a group chat. A Snapchat <laughs> group chat. The bitmojis. That's everything. how it works. Yeah. Everything. I love bro. that. <laughs> that is good stuff. We'll be right back with more of the interview with Michelle and Huss. For now, here's a track from Hus called Hello. Catching up with me, yeah. I see everybody and they looking like they pissed off. And they do no wrong when they be messing with the family. That's not how it's gonna be. When I feel I'll miss out a crisp up. Ain't nobody catching up with this, yeah. I see 20 angels and they carrying my family. Demon to my wrist up. I won't ever miss, yeah. I can't even list, yeah. When I feel I'll miss out a crisp up. Speed through, catch me doing donuts in a Nissan Review, I see all the demons when I blink Ankles breaking when I'm stepping on the brakes performing live i've done like hosting and stuff and like gone to like poetry slams so i've never like performed music live like especially in capacity that like you folks were doing what was that like what was the process of all that that was you like want, one of the best moments you want to know like, like for me i was like at that time what i regret was i couldn't really enjoy it because i was really just wondering like we had like a lot of complications or not a lot but like a lot know, of like hurdles that we had to jump yeah so I, like and to me i'm the guy you know i'm literally driving the stage across town you know i'm picking up the speakers <laughs> my car's like the tires are wobbly because it's heavy you know so i'm like worrying about my you know my legal name is in like the insurance so if something bad happens like you know what i mean so i could like to me when i hopped on the stage i'm just like to my head is like that guy what's that guy doing back there you know because 
like next show like i'm not doing that you know because i want to enjoy it but like to me i'm just on the stage i can't even think you know i'm like who are these people that like, in my head i'm just thinking who are like how did they get here like because like in our perspective we didn't even know that that many people were going to come we were just throwing the show because i wanted to throw a show you know it was it was like that and it was like really for me it was like i wish i could have enjoyed it more i think i love that duality between both your answers michelle is immediately amazing loved it yeah and then you come in with this was super stressful i I think it i think it definitely is a major accomplishment it was a very high risk situation honestly like if someone got hurt we got lucky honestly we got lucky. no really like if someone got hurt i'm in jail (laughs) honest i don't have money i don't have the money bro you know can't handle a lawsuit right now i'm 20 years old you know i'm you know i'm a college student you know (laughs) and he was the one that had to sign it because i was like 17 yeah everyone else i was 18 at the time yeah he was the only 18 year old in our like michael was michael you had like just turned 18 when you were putting those i just turned that's awesome 16 (laughs) yeah that's like something interesting to me you know like when i while i'm putting like this album together it's like all the free all the crap like there's just trash in my room everywhere you know like all the crap is just dirty there's blood tears on there's a tear puddle just to make something this like shiny piece of work that people will listen to and like probably turn off you know it's like crazy to me to think why you know i don't know you know you hope it'll be appreciated at some time this is so weird, but that is the moment that I love about doing something creative or something that like intimidates me is that moment. Man, if this all falls apart, this is gonna go real bad because that's how I know it's something that's worth doing. <laughs> yeah. That's how I know it's something that I'm like, oh, I need to be here. Yeah, man. It's 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 crazy. You're you're just really torturing yourself to create something shiny, you know. When you were talking about like running the equipment over, what were you guys moving? Like, uh, since I did not realize how much of this was just you, the collective. It was literally like Steve. two guys. It was me. It was actually me. Like the first two shows, because like they, the, the other two, they they can't even drive at this time, you know, because they're so like they were that young, you know. So I was, mm-hmm. I mean, just like moving the stage, moving speakers, subwoofers, stuff like that. It was. Yeah, but it was it was fun, bro. Honestly, yeah, I like I like to like think about it in hindsight and memory. I think it's sweeter that way. So, what have the two of you been up to as of late? Uh, Michelle, you brought up school. Uh, well, us, what do you got going on? Yeah, I'm I'm in school too. I'm uh I'm actually mechanical engineer or pursuing a mechanical engineering degree at UAF. So I'm so I'm finishing that up, and. Yeah, bro. Finishing the album, bro. I just finished the music, so I'm, like, pretty excited. For me, school isn't really school because, like, it's something that I enjoy because I'm working towards a fashion design, a major. So I'm planning to do a lot of fashion stuff later on. But currently, I've been working on how to DJ. I got a DJ controller, and I'm planning to, like, DJ for future shows for us so i got that going and of course production 
out of curiosity, what would you say that your like musical influences are individually? Like your top five. Like currently at this like my state of mind right now is like Pharrell Williams. Anything he's done. His production is very inspiring to me. You know, uh Frank Ocean, uh Higgs, that song is very inspiring to me. Adele. I like pretty mainstream stuff, honestly, but like I like Adele a lot. I listen to 21 at least once a week, the album. And currently, like Rihanna, I've been listening to a lot of, uh, I forgot what it's called, Anti, I think, the album. I listen to a lot. And like Beatles, that's what I'm on right now. For me, I'm basically just, imagine like, you have like unlimited miles on your airplane and you're just traveling around the world, right? That's what I kind of what I'm doing for music. Like I've been listening to like, like Slipknot and like David Bowie, like, I don't know, just like a lot of different areas, like just try to soak up, you know, what's out there, what has been done kind of, I mean, recently I've been listening to a lot of Beatles though. Mm-hmm. Beatles like just like kind of like that it's so concise you know what I mean like I really love that about the Beatles and of course like my my like early influences like Kanye and like Pierre Bourne that I, I feel like I could listen to Pierre like all the time it yeah, just Pierre, like Pierre's a genius like Pierre like you can just it's a like candy you just just eat Papa Jolly Rancher, you know, you just keep eating. Like. So how has the pandemic affected your lives? Whether in like school or in work or in putting together events or making music, how has it affected you? I think, I think it was important, like in terms of like personal development. I know like the pandemic sucks, right? Like it's, it sucks for a lot of people. But for me personally, it's been an important like, like moment of character growth and kind of like having all this time to kind of sit inside and kind of meditate and just reflect, right? Like, I think that was very important. And also you, have, you now have a lot of time by yourself, just listening to a lot of music, researching, I think, it hasn't been, I don't see it as like a good or a bad thing. It just like, this is something that is happening. Yeah. It's like, um, if there was no pandemic, we would have thrown a lot of shows 2020 summer, but I probably would have rushed my album. You know, I probably would have rushed a lot of things that, you know, it, it wouldn't be what it is now. And that's a that's a scary thought to me. So I think like, yeah, things happen. Was, yeah, it was it just, just happens, to. you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it it does suck, you know. Have like the first couple months were pretty bad. You know yeah. what I mean? But you know, I hopefully it'll get better. I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm vaccinated now, so yeah. So um, what is next for you two in Vitus Collective? I mean. Huss has his album coming out. He's working on that. And I have my album. I'm working on mine. 
it's going to take a little while, but working on that, working on all my other stuff that I mentioned before. We like um, my album's definitely coming out soon, but we're always working on stuff like, you know, we're, we're producing for people. I got a couple of tracks with local people here. I always work with people here. Um, shout out Mevlano, Smothers, PTP, Edward Washington. Mm -hmm. uh christopher kellen these are like people i'm working with right now and you know zane's working on his stuff everyone you know everyone's just working really yeah we're trying to finish oh saint dion he has a project i don't know how much i can talk about it but he has a project yeah there's a lot okay. more stuff going on in the back in the back room than moby show i'm loving the foreshadowing where can people listen to your music at Name the places. Spotify, everywhere, Apple man. Music, everywhere. YouTube. SoundCloud, YouTube, wherever. Tidal. <laughs> I don't know all the places, but. Amazon Music. Bandcamp. <laughs> I was going to say, there's got to be like a Bandcamp in there between between how many people are, that are doing this. Yeah, man. Because like the amount of people I know, like they're like, hey, Bandcamp's letting me get 100% of the sales today. Buy my stuff. I'm like, yes, promote yourself. <laughs> Too, yeah. You can you can look up like Vitus on like socials and then find us through there, but like if you're on like the platforms, look up Hus, Michelle, Zane, Zane Penny, Saint Dion. You guys got like social media stuff. to plug? Anything like that? Like yeah, um, yeah, Instagram. I'm at it's Hus on Twitter, Instagram. At Michelle Made at Instagram, Twitter. Much on my mind made me go blind Kick out passenger like it's my right Too much on my plate, I can't decide Stay with me till late and be my light You don't wanna be like this, day night so crazy Should've never left Watching that lady Always telling things like this and that no safety If it's really worth my time then tell me baby Yeah You said I won't be much You said you won't need luck You said I changed too much You said I'll way too much Till the morning come Colored skies but it can't be done Play the stars, hope they hear me call Buddhist monks in the temples But they fearly Barely Almost no more than I could More than we should
That Was You Said by Michelle, featuring Huss, our first two guests. Next up, we're going to hear from another member of Vitus Collective, Zane Penny. He is a former Atme producer, so diehard listeners might recognize his voice. Here he is, talking to Cornelius Nelson about making music with Vitus Collective. So, at Atme, we've known you as a film guy. You took the filmmaking course at King Tech, you made short films that were in youth's film screenings. But this year, you released the song Cigarettes. Uh, have you secretly always been a music guy, or is this a new thing to you? So, I kind of, as I made uh, like short films and stuff, I used to be, or I'm, I'm still a part of the whole Vitus Collective group where we'd like throw shows and stuff. Like during that, then I would always do the recap videos for them. So, I'd always like um, shoot the shows and edit little videos for them and just that whole process of like hosting a concert and seeing all my friends up there like perform and get the crowd going and stuff just made me really want to try doing it too because I've always I think my first dream um I had when I was a kid I used to be like super obsessed with Justin Bieber (laughs) I so I wanted to be a like a pop star. That was like my first <laughs> my first dream. So I guess it kind of came back to that. Not really in like a pop star sense, but like just wanting to do music and sing and stuff has always kind of secretly been in the back of my mind, but I haven't really had the the courage, I guess, to pursue it as much as I am now. So I'm kind of just I'm just going for it now. I don't have anything to lose, so I want to at least in a sense of like, like, I don't know, life is so short. I want to like do it all. I want to do everything I care about. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, you kind of brought up like your start music was you're like, you wanted to be a pop star and a bit of Vitus Collective. Uh, How did you start making music? Because like you said it was for like films and whenever you're doing like the editing and wrap ups. Uh, would it be like you had to make you want you needed a specific sound for a certain scene, or was it you were just trying to make your own soundtracks? Like how how would you say it started? As well as like how would you describe it? Honestly, it didn't it didn't start due to uh, like filmmaking and making soundtracks or anything because I haven't really tested um, or tried to do that yet. I think I do want to incorporate my music into my future films but i i started just i was just hanging out with my music friends like the people that would perform at the shows you would throw and they were making music and i was kind of like yo let me like hop on this track (laughs) and i threw down like some really bad like rap bars but i kind of i kind of just liked how it sounded i was like hold on maybe i should like try to do this and then i made a few really bad rap songs and then i was like i can't i can't rap (laughs) i like that is not something i have the ability to do and so i just i wanted to sing instead and so i tried out singing and then it kind of just went from there i guess so how would you describe your music Uh, i know it's like a really weird like vague question but like what would you say your style is Oh man, probably just desperately romantic. <laughs> mm. 
if that makes sense. Like I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to like, I guess have this image, but, um, I don't know. That is, that's kind of a, it's like a very broad question. So it's kind of hard to answer, but. Uh, when you say desperate romantic, I think like Kuko, that's like my yeah. go-to. Something like, I used to make like Claro type beats. Okay. I'm, so I, like kind of same ballpark. I think I got back into my, my Paramore stage again. I like fell back into that. I've been listening to so much Paramore and like Haley Williams has done a lot of solo stuff recently. That's really good. I started listening to like, I don't know. I think I'm just in, I think my style is kind of changing into more like alternative, like indie rock type stuff from kind of like bedroom indie like type vibes. Can you talk about the process of writing cigarettes or just your creative process in general? Do you start with like the lyrics or with the beats? Um, everything that I've made so far has kind of just been like in, in either my room or my friend Charlie's room. He's, he's like my producer. He helps me with, he knows a lot more about producing and stuff a lot more than me. So I like, I'll come with him, come to him with an idea and he'll, we'll like expand on it or he'll come to me. He'll like send me beats like cigarettes started as a Phoebe Bridgers type beat. That he sent me because we were listening to a the, the we kind of copied the drums from Kyoto that like in the song and uh so he called it a Phoebe Bridgers type beat and he sent it to me and we were just listening to so much Phoebe Bridgers while I recorded that so I kind of tried to channel that energy I guess and uh I guess my whole process is Charlie will like send me a beat and then I'll try to figure out a melody and um i think i write best when i'm just like alone in my room with like my acoustic and just like vibing out just like trying to figure stuff out whatever's on my mind i guess i also do this thing where i uh i kind of just like just write words just like random words that like sound cool together and then I just figure out what they mean, like after I write it. So it's not really, I guess when I wrote cigarette, then it didn't, it didn't really have a meaning. Like they're kind of just cool words. And then as I started writing it, I kind of like formed it into like what I wanted it to be. So it doesn't really start off as anything, but it's kind of just, it kind of just gets, gets like forged into like what I've been listening to recently. and. Uh, just like my influences, I guess. It's a long, it's a, it's a little, little process for sure. But I think I have so many versions of cigarette that no one can ever listen to because they're, <laughs> they're so bad. There was a, I had a big stage where I was listening to so much Earl sweatshirt that I would, everything I wrote, everything I wrote was way too intricate because it was, I was trying to like, you were doing a lot of like near rhyme and end rhyme. And yeah. The the way things were spaced out were in a way that it was very clear that this was being written for you, not to ever be shown to another person. 
No, for sure. And it was definitely just way too many words that I was almost like rapping, but it's like a Phoebe Bridgers type beat. So that just like <laughs> does does not work at all. There's this like open mic night thing I used to go to that was led by a guy up here. And I never performed anything at it because the way I write things very much like that, where I'm like, I'm writing for me. This isn't these aren't things I say out loud because yeah. it, it's it's the kind of thing I would have to rehearse to perform in front of people. And it's also mm-hmm. very like, it's too me to be around other people. Not cause like I'm ashamed of it, but like, I don't know. It's the kind of thing people want to sit through. That, that is a thing for sure. No, absolutely. I'm i uh, I'm working on an EP right now and all of the songs I'm writing are really like everything that, kind of has any form to it at all at the moment is like really really personal to me i'm kind of having one of those one of those moments where like oh man i'm really like gonna drop this and people are gonna know all these things about me that i've like never told anyone before so it's kind of a it's weird to put yourself out there like that for sure because it's just doesn't i'm not used to talking to a bunch of people about like my problems or like things that I'm going through. So just putting it all out there, like for people to listen to over and over again and like sing along to, and like, it's, it's weird. It's a weird feeling. It's a weird feeling for sure. I think for, for the next stuff I'm working on right now, my kind of, my writing process has changed a little bit. So I've, I've kind of just taken like those journal entries that I write down when I'm like going through something and, like making them rhyme (laughs) or like giving them structure and kind of turning them into songs. So it's really, it's kind of scary to like, you're turning your personal thoughts into like, no, this is going to be out there. I'm going to make this known thing about me. So you have these two creative focuses, film and music. Uh, Are you more passionate about one than the other? Or do you see them as like on the same playing field where they're equals? They're just, both something I'm super passionate about where I can't like pick and choose between one. I think my game plan, like for my life, I guess is for the first half of my life when I am, I still have that, all that young energy and I can bounce around and like play shows and stuff. That's when I want to do music or like focus heavy into music. And I think I always want to be editing my music videos or, and directing them just to get that, filmmaker brain going whenever I can. And then I think for the, for the last half of my life, I really want to sit down and direct stuff more just when I kind of ran out of energy and I can't perform as well anymore and stuff just so I can do both. How does your experience in directing help with music? I think just, like translation like i can kind of translate i don't know i hmm i think everything i do is just kind of inherently visual just because of my experience with filmmaking so i try to incorporate cool visuals into everything i do and i think it makes it a lot easier to um like explain to people what i want (laughs) <laughs> I guess as like with experience as a director. And I think that's really important for someone with a creative vision to just be able to um, like pitch it to people and explain your vision 
and stuff. I think that's really helped me a lot. Did you have any experience working with musicians in the past? Like before you got into doing music yourself, did you ever like help shoot someone's video or anything like that? Yeah. So I, I used to do a lot of music videos. I've always kind of done music videos all throughout high school, but I mean, I used to, <laughs> I used to be in a band in like sixth grade for like a year called the electrons and we would just do like uh covers of like kiss and stuff and uh my mom was in a band she's very she's she's really musical i've always kind of had music in the house just because i would be like in my room and she would be upstairs like singing the same five songs over and over again so i've always had i've always had the the music in my life. I just haven't really taken advantage of it yet until now. From what it looks like and everything that I've like read about your stuff in that ADN article and from what I've seen on like your Instagram and everything is that you're playing all very three dimensionally as both a musician and a filmmaker and being able to edit everything on your own. So you have all of those different layers of perspective. Oh, right. Anchorage press. My bad. I, are there any creative people that like, tackle multiple forms of media that you look up to oh man um i mean i guess a bay like basic ones are like uh like tyler and kanye and stuff but i guess hmm i think i think Haley williams actually because her newest record she she played all the instruments and um, she kind of did the entire album by herself. And I really love that workflow. I think it's really cool that um, people who usually aren't like that involved in like the recording process, just kind of branch off and start doing that. But I guess someone who does like music and filmmaking, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know of a ton of people that do music and filmmaking that I like have as uh, like idols or anything. But I, I guess when I was doing music videos, I really loved um, like, oh man, Codone is really cool. And Cole Bennett, of course. And uh Steve Cannon is really cool. I think I just have, I think I have influences from like every art field that I do. And I don't really have an influence that's kind of all of them, if that makes sense. Uh, what would you say has been like the hardest shift of all of it? Um, It's always hard to just, I don't know, because it's, you got to, I had this, everyone has to start at the bottom of the ladder, like any industry, but switching from not the very bottom of the ladder with filmmaking to the very bottom of the ladder and music is kind of disheartening at first. But I think, I don't know, every, I've been lucky because everyone I've known in either of those industries have just been so nice where it wasn't I haven't had a bad experience like on a film set or um like in a studio or anything so I think I don't know there hasn't really been a downside it's just 
cool stuff. They're just like super interesting to me. And I really love the learning aspect of both of them. So just learning, like starting from not knowing how to do anything to like kind of get in the hang of it is a really fun experience actually. And I, I kind of just started being able to um, make beats or songs that I can, I like what I imagine in my head, I guess. And now that's such a learning curve. And I kind of, I finally kind of got there and it's super rewarding because I'll like think of a melody or something in my head. And I'm like, I gotta, it'll be like 3am or something. Like I, I gotta like try this. And then I can kind of, I can like kind of figure it out. And I don't know. I think I'm, I'm progressing really fast and I'm just excited about everything for sure. Did you, was the decision to make music the initial go-to? Was it to put on shows, like a creative venue space? What was, uh, what made you guys decide to do music? Um, I think it was, it was kind of just inherently music-based or music-focused because the, one of the founders was like in the music industry. But I don't think it was... I don't think music was our full focus. It was really just any, anything that they were interested in or any sort of art form. Cause we have photography and filmmaking and music and stuff and business. So really just anything It's just a combination. And we all just kind of help each other out with projects and do photo shoots with the photographer. I shot a lot of music videos and um, a lot of the, musicians help like mix and master each other's songs and we all just kind of do it for free and just because we like doing it so it's a really cool thing to be a part of how do you think being raised in alaska has affected your creativity in music and in film i think in a sense we there wasn't a a demographic for like there wasn't really a scene for the kind of music that um, we liked, like for our age group in Alaska. So I think it kind of gives me a sense of security that no matter where you are, even if there isn't a scene, then you can, you can make something out of it. Like you can create a scene or you can just be the person that is the reason why there is a scene. And there isn't really an excuse to not pursue something if you can just make it yourself. I think that's a good, that was a good life lesson for sure to just grow up and uh, not be in the most convenient place for something that you're wanting to do. I think I, I used to go to a, a Waldorf school. So everything was super like art focused. And I think that shaped a lot of, I contribute that to a lot of my uh, creativity, I guess, just because I, I can't learn in any way that isn't creative. I like did really bad in high school because <laughs> they just gave me all this textbook stuff. I'm like, I can't, I need to draw. I don't understand this. Yeah. I need to draw. Like, let me, instead of doing this report, let me make like a short film about it. Like, please. Cause I can't like express it any other way. Early you brought up a uh, success or uh, not necessarily success, but like, your moment is when you can live off of your creative works, right? Yeah. What would you say that like 
that moment of success looks like for you. What to you will be the moment where the big fireworks and you will feel like you've done right by all this time. I think the day that I make enough money off of like just music stuff like streams and whatever. And I can just like the day I quit my day job, I'm I'm just going to like go home and like cry. <laughs> Cause I, I think that action of just like, I am done with this and I just sit at home and I'm like, I, I'm like existing right now. I'm like able to live to be off of this thing that I love. I think that's going to be the moment for sure. I, I'm waiting on that day for sure. <laughs> I've always kind of had like the same idea of like the big moment isn't buying the amazing elaborate mansion in the pool. It's like, no, it's when I know I can like do this consistently and be like a creative person that's a part of the community and like help people. People reach out to me. I help them. They help me. I like be a part of that creative network rather than like, yeah some super structured corporate setting because while that corporate setting is nice i wanted to do it in the the ways that feel right to me yeah i think i mentioned this in the anchorage press article but i think when people look back at their like successful people look back at their life and they see all the things they've done i don't think i think the most like gratifying experiences are like the come up, like the little things like quitting your day job and stuff like that are going to be the best experiences. Cause I don't know, like when you end up somewhere, I think it's, it's all just a accumulation of all those little experiences. So just being able to enjoy the little things and just like letting it happen. And um, I guess just trusting the process. And when you end up where you want to end up, it's going to be, it's going to feel so good that, you like were accepting of those little experiences and you weren't waiting for the future when you could just let yourself enjoy the little things like quitting your job. <laughs> That's really awesome. I'm really happy. You're already like, no, as soon as I can, I'm out of here. Yeah. I might have to struggle a bit for a minute until those reality checks come in, but I'm doing it kind of in the opposite direction, but let's say theoretically down the road, you hit that wall and, it all comes apart. What do you plan on doing if music and filming turn out not to be what happens in your life? I think I'm not, you can't stop doing that. Cause I mean, the moment you stop is the moment that you fail at it. And as long as you just don't stop, then you just won't fail. So just don't stop. You could die, but you didn't fail. You kept doing it. I would just keep doing it. I don't know. I wouldn't, I don't, see a time where I wouldn't enjoy these things. So it would be weird that I don't know, unless I find something else that I enjoy. Like you were just get, otherwise you're just going to keep persevering through it regardless. Yeah. I'll, I'll live as a starving artist for 30 years. I <laughs> bring it on. Let's go. <laughs> I'm just, I like this title card, Zane Penny starving artist. This is, oh my this is good. absolutely do you have anything you'd like to say to people that do want to get into that creative uh, spa themselves what advice do you have for them for tapping into that and for like going about it if you i mean if you want to do it just do it there really isn't anything else to it just start
the earlier you start, the earlier you're gonna be making progress. So might as well. That's kind of how I try to take things. So I think other people should take that into account for sure. That was At Me Senior Producer Cornelius Nelson speaking with Vitus Collective member Zane Penny, followed by his debut single, Cigarette. You've been listening to Zoom Room, a production of Alaska Teen Media Institute. All the music in this episode is from Vitus Collective members Michelle, Huss, and Zane Penny, used with artist permission. Alaska Teen Media Institute is based in Anchorage, Alaska. We would like to acknowledge the Denina people, whose land we work on, Many thanks to the supporters of our podcast, including James McCoy and John O'Hara. Thanks to our listeners who contribute to our programs and help us leverage additional funds and grants. If you'd like to support Youth Voices in Alaska and help keep our podcast going, you can support us through Patreon. If you're not familiar with Patreon, it's a membership platform that makes it easy for you to support creative endeavors like Atme. Just go to patreon.com slash alaskateenmedia. You can also help out by subscribing to, rating, or writing a review of our podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Every little bit helps us get our stories out there. And if you are a youth ages 13 to 24 who is interested in becoming a member of our team, go to alaskateenmedia.org join to find out more. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For Alaska Teen Media Institute, I'm Devin Schreckengust. Thanks for listening. Without me
want you anymore.